Hey everyone, what's up and welcome back or welcome to Behind the Girl Boss. I'm your host Amanda and if you didn't know anything about me already, my name is Amanda. I'm a 22-year-old content creator from Montreal, Canada. I go to school full-time at Concordia University studying communication studies. I also work a part-time job while working on this podcast, on my YouTube, on Instagram vlogging. I also own an apparel company and a candle company while doing some freelance work on the side. I like to be busy and I like to keep myself busy and that's why I like to call myself a girl boss. Like this podcast, Behind the Girl Boss, what I like to talk about on here is business lifestyle and social media and the behind the scenes of social media. And I also love, love, love to talk to different guests and kind of get to know their story and get to know how they feel about social media and where they're at in life. So today we have yet another guest and her name is Vanessa Rock. Vanessa is a fellow podcaster. Her podcast is called On The Rocks. She uploads episodes every single Thursday and they revolve around life, love, and dating. She has amazing guests on her podcast and she also has really amazing conversations and I've truly learned a lot from her. So I'm going to stop talking here and I'm just going to let you guys listen to the episode and get to know her more. So I'm super excited for this and here we go. Hey everyone, what's up and welcome back to Behind the Girl Boss. Today I'm joined by Vanessa. So hi Vanessa. Hi. Um, Do you want to start off by just kind of introducing yourself a little like elevator pitch? Sure. I am Vanessa Rock. I am 21 years old, almost 22. I live in San Diego, California. I have a podcast. It's called On the Pod. I am a student of San Diego State University. I'm a communication major. I'm just into all things communication and um, self-development in your 20s and what that looks like. I'm into dating. My podcast surrounds almost every aspect <laughs> of what I'm into, like dating, um, relationships, life, going out, San Diego, um, what I'm doing, what my friends are doing, what other fellow podcasters are doing. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. Awesome. So before we like jump into the actual questions, I like to do like a little hot seat segment before going into it, kind of like a little icebreaker. So what is your go-to alcoholic drink? Oh, I love, ooh, I'm Juneshine. Okay, that's what I love. So Juneshine is a San Diego local brand. It's like hard kombucha. Okay. Oh, it's so good. So that's my go-to, but other than that, tequila. I hate tequila. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like just tequila is like a great icebreaker even just to like walk into a party and be like, let's do tequila shots. And they're like, that girl is psycho. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, 100%. That's how I would feel. (laughs) Um, What's a skill you wish you had? Oh, I wish I could sing. Same, same. Yeah. (laughs) And the last one is, what is your dream travel location? I want to backpack across Europe. So I want to go like everywhere. I want to spend a month or two and just stay in hostels and like really do it. That's my, that's my dream. That seems like, it seems like it would be really fun. Yeah. Um, so like, let's start with your move to San Diego. Cause I don't think you lived there your whole life, right? No. Yeah. I'm from California, but okay. I moved to San Diego. Uh, oh my gosh. It's been exactly four years that I've been here now. So I moved when I was 17, right out of high school. I mm-hmm. said bye to my little <laughs> small town and moved down here with like Craigslist roommates, went to community college at first, um, just because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that there was even an option for communication in yeah. college. So yeah, I've been living here for four years now and I bootstrapped it down here. I don't know. I had only visited once before <laughs> I moved. 
Was there like a specific reason why like you chose San Diego? So I grew up in a really small town and there were like three stoplights and the community college was basically like high school. So I decided that I wanted to move away, but I needed to go to community college because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, And it was between essentially some places in LA and Santa Barbara has a community college that I was interested in, but I visited all of those places and none of them felt like I fit in. Like I didn't really get the vibe of Santa Barbara. It was too small. And then LA was too big. And so my mom grew up um, outside of San Diego in North County. Um, If you know anything about San Diego, it's like Oceanside. She grew up there. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I really think that you would love it in San Diego because there's the beach, there's the suburbs, there's the mountains, there's the desert, there's the downtown, like Mm -hmm. every aspect of what you would want in a in your 20s is here. And so she was like, yeah, I think that's where you're going to go. And so I just did it. Awesome. So you said like you had Craigslist roommates. How did that go? Because I feel like every story I've ever heard of like Craigslist is like, they're all creeps. So how did that go? Yeah. So I looked a lot on like Facebook uh, roommates and like San Diego room shares and stuff like that because I knew that I couldn't afford my own room and or own apartment Mm -hmm. straight out of high school. I was not really working. And so I was uh, looking a lot online and um, came across a Craigslist ad, which was so odd, but I was very specific as to what I was looking for. They had to be other college um, students who were females Mm -hmm. because I wasn't going to put myself in a situation that was like old creeps that I just, you know? So um, yeah, I moved in with three other girls and stayed friends with one of them. um, And it worked out just fine. It was a little awkward, but I got Mm -hmm. through my first year and then made my own friends and Mm -hmm. moved from there. Awesome. So you said you went to community college, then you changed. So where do you go to school now? And what's your exact major? Yeah. So I went to community college, then transferred to San Diego State. So not far. I both went, I stayed in San Diego Mm -hmm. um, and I'm majoring in communication. So general communication studies at San Diego State. Awesome. So what made you choose that specific um, major? Oh, that's a good question. I, um, I feel like people harp on communication majors because it's so broad and they're just like, oh, they don't really, they're not really like, school people. They're Mm -hmm. just here to get a degree. Um, But I went into my first Calm 101 class, public speaking, and I acted growing up and I did mock trial in high school. And I was very into public speaking, but had no idea there was an option for Mm -hmm. that in college. So when I took the class, I was like, this is it. Like I finally am not the worst in the class. Like I it wasn't like me taking math and I was like, I don't get this or science. And like, I don't get this. Like communication clicked for me. Mm-hmm. And so I changed my major like first semester and did speech and debate and did it like I was super active in the communication community and I've stuck with it and I love it. I feel that I'm actually in communications too. So it's like cool oh. to hear other people's stories. Um, yeah. So what would you say would be your dream job? Oh my gosh. I feel like I, this changes every month for me. Like some days I'm like, I want to go to law school. I want to be a teacher. I, uh, right now am considering staying in the social media realm of, Mm -hmm. uh, calm and doing something like social media, digital marketing and, or kind of maybe doing my own thing. I see myself, um, at some point like running my own 
thing, whatever yes. that may be. Um, and so I think I'll start kind of maybe PR and marketing, but dream job is to be able to run my own, whatever it thing. may be. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Be the boss. <laughs> yes. So I know like the States is very like high in their like sorority stuff. Are you a part of like the sorority lifestyle? No. And I always wanted to be growing yeah. up. I was like, I'm definitely going to be a sorority girl <laughs> and then went to community college and didn't feel like a sense of community. I don't know if that yeah. makes sense. And then transferred to San Diego state and there is none. If you're a transfer student, there's no sense of like involvement unless you really try to be involved. It's not like coming in as a freshman, you rush and you, you know, pledge and, and I don't, I don't know the terms, but um, yeah. So I never got into sororities or, or frats. I've never even been to a, party and that's really big at San Diego State so yeah my city is like a really big party city too and like we have sororities but it's not like the states at all but like I've never been to any of the parties I don't know I thought I'd have more like of a wild university lifestyle but guess not me too (laughs) I didn't I like grew up really quick I was like I'm like an adult and by the time I wanted to like really go out there I was able to go to bars so it didn't really matter um for me but I mean, mm-hmm. I went to a few parties here and there, but not the real San Diego State, like, you know, go to parties yeah, for sure. and get crazy. Um, so how much like longer do you have till you're done your um, degree? So I have one year for my bachelor's and then I'm assuming and hoping that I go back for my master's like right okay. after that. Okay. Do you think like you're going to stay in San Diego like for a long term or like when you're done school, do you want to go somewhere else? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know. I love San Diego so much. Like I look outside and it's sunny and 75 yes. all the time. Um, and I can go to the beach whenever and I love it so much. And I've, you know, grown a community here. And so it scares me to think about moving, mm-hmm. but I have dreams and hopes to do New York City uh, yes. when I'm done with college. Just even so maybe sure that I did it. Yeah. Yeah. For Just sure. For a bit. Say I could do I say I did it, <laughs> you know? Yes. Um, so you have your own podcast called On the Rocks. Um, what made you choose that name? So my last name is Rock. So it's Vanessa Rock, R-O-C-K, like the rock you pick up and throw. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So I was out at a bar one day and I was uh, giving advice to a friend, like a acquaintance. She was like, man, you're good at this. Like you like could talk for a living. And I'm like, I like love talking and I did speech and debate and I know kind of what I'm doing essentially. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and she was like, you should start a podcast. And I was like, I was thinking about it. Like, I really want to do it. I love podcasts. And she was like, uh, I think you should call it on the rocks. And I was like, Oh, like, look <laughs> at the just just a position, like Vanessa rock on the rocks. It's cute. It's yes quirky. I don't know. But then I realized there are so many other podcasts named on the rocks, but I think I am um, differentiated because of the style of my podcast. And Mm -hmm. also my last name is rock. So, so yeah. Yeah. It's kind of (laughs) yours. Um, so what initially made you want to create a podcast other than the fact that you said like you enjoy speaking? Mm -hmm. I think that I lacked community. And one thing, I mean, even since I've moved here, I've noticed it like, I've been someone who has a few friends here and there, and I always felt like something was missing. Like I didn't have this sense of like belonging anywhere. And I started getting into fitness and was like, oh, there's a community here that I feel like I could be a part of. But what if I try to start, you know, my own community with girls who are interested in the same things I am? 
So I think that was one of the driving factors was that I know that there are girls even just in San Diego and or around the country who, you know, would like to hear from someone's perspective of how life really is in your 20s and also not just that but about dating and like just like give it to me straight and you know have be able to hear those conversations that you may not have if you don't have a social group Mm -hmm. um when you don't have others around you to fuel community I found through other podcasts I feel community and so I wanted to be able to you know, start cultivating that and cultivating and even just educating myself was a big aspect of why I wanted to start a podcast was I'm a comm major. I love everything digital. So why not try to learn Adobe and, you know, podcast equipment, you know, what works, what doesn't. And so I think that it was a lot of combination of things, but I think mainly community and education and public speaking. For sure. So when someone presses like play for your podcast on any episode, um, what do you like hope they feel or get out of your podcast by the end of that episode Hmm. in general? I hope they, ooh, that's a good question. (laughs) I hope they feel understood and I hope they feel heard and that they're not alone in what they're going through Mm -hmm. mainly. I really, I really hope that. And I hope they feel entertained so like they can listen to me for 45 minutes to an hour and not be like, what's this girl talking about? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. Um, so about equipment, what do you record? And if you do any edits, uh, what do you edit with? Yeah. So I recently upgraded to a blue Yeti. Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, I got a Yeti on uh, sales because <laughs> I uh, don't, I didn't necessarily like want to start off with really super amazing equipment because I had no idea if I would be able to, you know, maintain a podcast. So I started off with like a $40 Amazon mic. Um, I don't know the name, but I just started on the lower end and it lasted me for six months of the podcast and I didn't get any complaints. So I think if you're looking to start a podcast, I think even just starting with a cheap mic, like it's not going to hurt you. But recently updated and upgraded to the Yeti, which I love. And I've already noticed an improvement. So I'd recommend. And then I use GarageBand to edit just because that's kind of what I used growing up. It was like iMovie and GarageBand. Mm -hmm. So as of right now, that's what I'm using. Um, So how do you come up with your episode ideas? Oh, I'd like to think of my uh, podcast as like a journal. If I'm doing uh, solo episodes, I like it to be like what's currently happening in my life and or something I feel like I can reflect on and accurately um, explain to listeners and make them feel included in the stories I'm telling. But if I have guests on, which I do often, I tend to play off of the conversation. So I don't like go in with necessarily an idea of something to talk about. I like to see where the conversation leads and even just see what they focus on. Like I had um, a podcaster, Rookies in the Real World on my podcast today. It came out today. Um, and she is based in New York and I really wanted to get in there and, and like learn about what it's like living in New York and yeah. dating and all of that. So I think it's just basically who they are, how I'm feeling, and or what's on my mind is what comes out. Awesome. So let's talk about like the love at first Zoom. How did you come up with this idea? Okay. So I am a single woman living in a big city and dating apps have been on my radar since I was 18. Like I've always used dating apps because Mm -hmm. I, like I said, don't have 
community and didn't have like a yeah. huge group of friends to hang out with. So I always use dating apps, which I love. Um, don't love, but love the concept, right? Mm-hmm. That you can meet so many different people in one place. So yeah. when quarantine started, I was like, oh my God, like I am recently like out of a situation ship, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know kind of like how dating was going to work during this and if it was still going to work. But I noticed there was a surge in dating app, like app people who were on dating apps. There were so many people. People are just willing to talk. They want to get things off their mind and just get to know people, yeah. even if they can't do it personally. So I was like, literally, I have a story about this. I was laying in my bed one morning and got a message because I mentioned on my dating app profile that I had a podcast. And I got a message from someone that was like, I'd love to be on your podcast. And I was like, (laughs) this is weird, but I'm going to run with this. So from there, it came into fruition. And one day I recorded the first episode, which was the best episode, I think, um, that night, came out the next morning, and then it just became a thing. Yeah, I love it. It's the coolest (laughs) thing ever. And people really like it. Love it first Zoom took off. (laughs) Yes. It's so much fun to like listen to because like I've been like in a relationship for almost three years now, which is really long. So like I low-key forget what an actual, like what a date is, like when you first meet someone. Um, So it's interesting to listen to. Totally. And I think it's fun because I I think people are also confused as to how virtual dating goes. And mm-hmm. I feel like, I mean, it's more of an interview style because I don't know how to not interview people. Yes. Um, but I think it's really fun for people to be able to see what modern dating is like and what these guys are like. I've had so many different types of guys. I've only done four episodes so far, but the variety I've had is insane. And so it's cool to be able to see these different people come on and explain their different reasons for being on dating apps, what they're into, why they swipe right. Would we go on a second date? Like, it's just yes. so fun. So how do you like, cause it, is it all like on one like dating app that you use or do you use like multiple? Yeah. So I have Bumble and Hinge. Oh, those okay. are my main two, um, which I feel like they're the most actively used by mm-hmm. my age group. So um, yeah, I, I just have like um, a snippet in my uh, bio or whatever the prompts say. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, hi, I'm doing a podcast dating series. Message me if you want to be on it. And I get messages about people That's wanting good. to be on it. <laughs> yes. So what would you say is like a typical Zoom date look like? Mm. So I have a list of questions that I prepare because I, you know, kind of want it to be somewhat organized so people know Mm -hmm. what to expect on every episode. Um, But yeah, we DM, we message, and we set up a time and date where we can do it. I usually have wine. They usually (laughs) have a beer or wine or whatever they're drinking, White Claws. A lot of them. (laughs) I'm like, okay, this is weird. This is a lot about a man if they drink White Claws, in my opinion. Yes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, so we sit and I... FaceTime, Zoom them, and I make sure they're okay if I record and like let them know that I will be posting it potentially. Mm-hmm. And if they agree, then we start the podcast. And yeah, I go through the questions. They answer. Sometimes they ask me questions. Sometimes they don't feel comfortable enough to ask me questions since it is such an interview style. Um, but yeah, and then we end the episode and we talk or we don't. I've only had one that has continued on past the podcast. That's good. (laughs) Yeah. Got one winner. Yes. Do you ever get like shy or nervous before a date? Cause like 
I know like you said you like to speak and everything but I feel like I guess like do you ever get like those like I don't know because it's virtual but I feel like it's still a date so yeah I think I've kind of I have in the past got nervous when it's not about the podcast but when it's Mm -hmm. about the podcast I think because I have the reins and I can kind of control where the conversation goes I just don't really view it as a date more Mm -hmm. as I just view it as something that like has to get done yes (laughs) which is interesting I'm like all right I want to I want to show someone who I am regardless of if it's on the podcast or not. So if I've had Mm -hmm. virtual dates or in-person dates, I just try to be myself. And if I'm not feeling it that day, I will be honest about it and be open. But usually I'm just like, here I am. This is me. And they like it or they don't. So I would say I do get nervous, but I don't show it. Okay. That makes sense. Have you ever had one of like the episodes or dates turn out bad that you didn't want to share it? Yes. I had a guy, I mean, it wasn't terrible, but I had a guy who just like didn't care that we were going to be on a podcast and he was like opening doors and like throwing stuff and like being sarcastic and mean. Um, And I was just like, I ended the day early, didn't ask even if we were going to go on a second date. I was like, all right, that's enough. Thanks. I'm going to (laughs) go. Just hung up. Cause I, for like at some point when I was doing like, I've done like eight interviews and I've uploaded four, you know, talking to guys that much is exhausting. Yes. Like it, it's just kind of like going on a series of dates every day of the week and you're like, man, people suck. So yes. <laughs> it, you definitely have to kind of just like be okay with showing that like maybe you're not interested and ending something early. And that has happened before. Yes. So. I feel that. Do you plan on continuing these Love at First Zoom episodes till you find your person? Oh, gosh. I think that since people are a little bit, at least where I live, coming off of virtual dating and moving things into the real world, that it is becoming difficult to find people who are willing to come on the podcast. And also, um, I'm not really at a place right now where I feel like I want to date a lot. Mm -hmm. So I do think that I may like let the series go out a little bit, may bring it back later down the line. Um, just because right now, like I want to be true to myself. And if I'm yeah. not feeling like dating, I'm not going to force it just for the podcast. For sure. I'd rather, you know, my listeners really know where my headspace is at. So yeah. I would say it's kind of like up in the air right now. That's okay. Um, <laughs> do you have any tips on growing your podcast? I think that's something I'm learning every day. I think I think it's really important to engage with other small podcasters mm-hmm. and to, you know, DM, to like, to reply to their stories, to make sure you're spending at least 15 to 20 minutes every day on engagement. Um, and a way that I like to do engagement is to, you know, like and follow others who I may think may be interested in the podcast or even, you know, just like explore my my explore page and see what's yeah. out there. Also, Facebook groups are a great way to do that. Um, and yeah, I think that it's just important to stay active and consistent mm-hmm. and um, to know that it's not going to happen overnight. And it still like hasn't really happened for me um, fully to the extent, you know, that I would want it to. But yeah. I think staying consistent and just following through with what you're passionate about will come across to others and from there it will grow 
Yes, for sure. So what would you say is your long-term goal for your podcast? Because I know like some people, if they did blow up, they want to do like a live show or anything. Would that be something you're interested in doing? That would be so cool. I could only imagine. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think long-term, I'd love to see the podcast grow. Um, but I also don't put pressure on myself to make that happen. Mm-hmm. I, um, I think long-term it would be awesome. I follow this girl we met at Acme. She has a podcast. That's not her name. Her name is Lindsay Metzler. Yes. <laughs> um, but, uh, we met at Acme is one of my favorite podcasts in space in New York city about dating. And she does live shows where she's had Nick Vile on and other, you know, famous socialites who are single mm-hmm. and are dating. Oh, and her live shows are just awesome. So I think long-term, I would love to grow it into like some sort of larger community and or where I can expand, you know, my content and or services to other platforms. Yeah, for sure. So the last part of my podcast, um, I asked people on Instagram to ask me questions for you and I got quite a few. So we're going to no ask some of those. That's so fun. Okay. <laughs> um, so the first one is, who is your dream guest for your podcast? My dream guest is Katie Bellotti. Um, I love her. She is the podcast host of Thick and Thin, and she's been a YouTuber since forever, and I've mm-hmm. always followed her. And yeah, I would love to have Katie on my podcast, and I haven't reached out because I'm incredibly nervous. So. Oh, I feel you. Like, I've been reaching out to, like, bigger creators and stuff, and, like, it makes me so nervous because, like, I know some of them will say no, and that's totally fine, but I also, like... I don't want to like lose my chance at it. And then after yeah. when, yeah, like, and when you're talking to them, cause I've interviewed like a few people that I like, I get so nervous. Cause I'm like, I want to look good. And like, yeah. I want to sound good and like sound interesting, but like, I don't know. It's, it's, no, it's a lot of pressure. And it's also like, if you've ever met your favorite celebrity and what if they aren't what you have always like seen them to yes. be, you know? And I, um, even just with anyone I want to reach out to, I'm like, what if this isn't as good as it could be but yeah. I also know that like they are also so willing to help smaller creators who want to launch exactly. their podcasts and yes. brands so gotta stay positive you know? exactly <laughs> um someone else wants to know what's been your biggest challenge with your podcast Ooh, my biggest challenge has been like finding my voice and staying consistent because I'm someone who when I want to try something new I try it and, um, you know, creating more of a theme. But I also do think that's what's, that's what's really special about my podcast is that it's, it's who I am, where I am in my life. And I, um, and I like that about it, but I also, you know, want to make sure that I'm keeping a consistent brand and all of those things. So it's, it's like a justification. Oh my God. I always mess that word up. <laughs> I can't even say it right now. Just a vacation, whatever. Just a position. Just a position. <laughs> I got it. But it's like, I want to be myself and where I want to be. But then also like, I want to stay consistent and become a brand. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, someone wants to know, do you have any tips for self-love? Ooh, self-love. I think that's something I work on every day. Um, I think self-love is something that's practice and it's something that does not happen overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something... I mean, I'm 21 years old and I struggle with it immensely in every aspect. Um, And especially within, you know, my dating and love life, you know, just putting myself first instead of putting others first. So I would say taking a step back to, you know, even just like read self-help books, I swear that has been one of the best things I've done for myself to learn other people's perspectives on self-love and and what it takes to put yourself first. So I think for self-love, 
it's important to put yourself first in whatever way you need to, when you need to, if that means not working out in the morning because you're not feeling it, eating an extra bag of popcorn that night and or doing whatever you need to at the moment and not worrying about the repercussions in the future. For sure. Makes sense. What are some of your favorite podcasts that you listen to? Mm. So We Met at Acme is one of my favorite. I also love Thick and Thin by Katie Bilotti. I um, love my fellow podcast group that I'm in. So the Purpose Project podcast is one of my favorites. Uh, What's Stopping You by Kelsey Jones. Ooh, um, Not My Problem podcast by Nestle. You know all these girls. Yeah. (laughs) So those are some of my favorites. And I have one more. Oh my gosh. What is it? Yeah. I don't know. Those are my, those are like my (laughs) go-tos throughout the week for sure. Awesome. So since this podcast is called Behind the Girl Boss, what would your definition of a girl boss be? Hmm. I would say a girl boss is someone who has aspirations in the like entrepreneur entrepreneurial side of things, but also just someone who can put themselves out there in uncomfortable situations to grow themselves as a person and to work to develop themselves and to become, you know, who they want to be. Yes. Awesome. That's a great, great definition. <laughs> um, so the last one is, do you have any tips for someone wanting to start their own podcast? I would say just go for it. I think that's so, so stereotypical, but um, plan. I would say it's important to plan. It's important to get the appropriate equipment, Um, but it's also important to stay true to yourself and to not worry about what others are doing. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes I avoid listening to certain podcasts to make sure that I don't, you know, take too much from other ideas and you know, I'm someone who's very influenced by others. So I like to just do it my way or the highway. And you're going to find people who like what you're doing, even if you, even if it doesn't happen immediately. And just to be patient with the growth of where you're going and to connect with other podcasters. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the pod and talking to me. Of course. I'm so glad you had me. I'm so grateful. I love your podcast and you. So I'm thank you. I'm so happy. <laughs> um, before we end this, do you want to shout out your socials where people can find you? Oh, totally. So my um, podcast Instagram is on the rocks.pod and you can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, all the places. And I also have my personal Instagram. <laughs> I was thinking about what I have. It's called Vanny Rock, V-A-N-N-I-R-O-C-K. That's awesome. where I'm at. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on once again. Of course. Thanks for having me. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode and I really do hope you enjoyed it and I hope you got to learn a little bit more about Vanessa and I hope you continue to follow her journey. So don't forget to follow her on Instagram and check out her podcast. If you want to follow me on Instagram, please don't be shy. My Instagram is at BehindTheGirlBoss or at It's Amanda Wan. And you can find me on YouTube at It's Amanda Wan. Please don't forget to follow or subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening and I will hear you next time.